Uh, I'm Bill Groves, the LA ProgradeExpert.com, and we do this every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific time, 7 p.m. Uh, Eastern time. Uh, I designed this call to get together really as a mastermind or a workshop where we get together every week for people who are starting into probate marketing or experience in probate marketing to share strategies, tactics, vendors, best practices. And then for those of you who maybe run the periphery and want to learn a little bit about it as well, you can actually watch what goes on in the process. Um, and we have a state, uh, states that come on from time to time, petitioners, attorneys, we interview attorneys on here next week. We have a great uh, interview set up uh, with an attorney with a couple of those lined up in a row here. So I'm really proud to have you. I'm Bill Gross, I'm a real estate broker in Los Angeles, California. I organize this every Thursday at 4 p.m. And we Zoom this live onto uh, YouTube and Facebook and LinkedIn. And then we do it Zoom by invitation. If you go to probeweekly.com, you can sign up and come in live. Whether you're watching on Zoom call or uh, social media, if you're live, you can put comments into the uh, uh, box and we're more than glad to try to answer. I think we'll answer all of them by the time that we're done. Uh, for the Zoom call, we'd love to have you participate. You know, one of the principles I have of this business is the more you put into something, the more you get out of it. Relationships about what we put into something, not just what we get out of it. In fact, um, my first coach was Zig Ziglar said, you can have anything you want in life if you help enough other people get what they want. And so what I would recommend if you're in real estate as a full-time practitioner or as a, a wholesaler investor trying to make money or as an agent is participate, turn on the camera, uh, answer some questions, participate. Now I will say that we have a new feature on our call that for, I want to encourage you, I want this to be participative. I feel like we as agents and investors spend too much time watching videos and not enough rolling up our sleeves and getting to work. I want to encourage you all to get to work. I am on, on calls from eight o'clock in the morning till usually 6.30, 7 o'clock at night. I do take a large lunch break in the middle of the day uh, where I swim, but I do work eight hours a day, but I work a hard eight hours a day uh, and I participate in my business. And I want to encourage you to participate as well. That's one of the keys of success. Those of you who participate, if you ask a question, we have a special prize. Um, the um, best question of the week gets a probate weekly coffee mug with your name on the back. Now you can have my name or your name, whichever you prefer, but uh, you can actually have your name customized. People won't believe it's highly collectible, very rare, and very expensive. You can't buy them anywhere except for from me for 20 bucks, uh, as many as you want. But anyhow, besides that. So anyhow, I'd love to have you participate. It's just a little fun thing to make it interesting if you have questions, but I want this to be a participative process where we all work together, all help each other. And I think one of the misnomers of real estate is we feel like, well, we want to keep deals to ourselves. I saw recently Grant Cardone in Florida, and one of the principles he taught about real estate as a master investor is one of the keys of success in real estate is partnering with other people. Maybe not being a legal partner in a partnership, but partnering in the sense that you work together, you throw in resources together, you work together, one plus the one then can equal three instead of just merely two, and that extra dollar becomes the profit you and your partner make together and split up. So I encourage you to participate. Uh, I'd love to have you put your, your contact info in and solicit referrals. Mark Pardosa started us off today with that. Love to have you do that. Uh, but even more so, love to have you ask questions or give answers or help other people along the way. And one step of there is to turn on your camera uh, and then uh, feel free to unmute any time and jump in. You can, you can interrupt me as many times as you want. If it gets to be a problem, I'll let you know. But uh, really, we need to participate more to be successful. So each week I try to focus on one of the 11 ways 
that we can find deals in real estate either as an agent to list and sell property or as an investor to buy property. So I have a, 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 a thesis that I would say uh, where there's not just two, but there's 11. The companies that sell data and most of the companies that coach real estate agents and investors on probate really only talk about two of the ways to get business. One being solicit petitioners, uh, heirs or executors of, of estates or administrators of estates, or solicit the attorneys, which can be very difficult in competitive markets. And my thesis is, is actually 11. If you go to the YouTube channel, you'll find I do occasionally the 11 ways to get listings in real estate uh, from probate. Um, but, and that's at uh, probateweeklyepisodes.com. You can check the, the YouTube channel. But, if, uh, but today we're gonna go over one of those 11 ways. And number seven is courthouse farming. And this is really the one that I used to really break my business wide open um, pre-COVID. I started in probate real estate uh, uh, full-time two and a half years ago in March. And this was the method I used to go from zero listings, zero leads. And I had an SOI, I've been alive for many years, I was 60 at the time, but I wasn't a realtor before that. I was a manager and a coach and recruiter and all my leads were real estate agents. So I didn't have any buyers or sellers. And I started from scratch and this is the method I used to go from zero to within a year, uh, let me make sure I'm accurate with that. Within a year, uh, I ended up with about 28 pending or closed escrows. Not a lot of small ones, to be honest. Uh, a lot of hard work, to be honest, but still I went from nothing to, to uh, having 28 pending deals. And so I call it courthouse farming. I don't believe anybody else really teaches this. Now I will say that my coach at the time, Chad Corbett, alltheleads.com, and now he has his own program, did encourage everybody on the, on the, in his coaching program to go to court to learn about the process. And it made sense to me, if you're, gonna go, if you're gonna do business in something, to know about it, to learn about it. To be an expert isn't to take one class and get certified, it's to really know the material. So I went one day, and I found it fascinating. I saw the judge, I saw the attorneys. I saw a lot of things I didn't understand. Why did it seem like nobody knew what they were really doing? The attorneys didn't seem like they really knew what they were doing. The judges were reprimanding parties for not coming prepared. And I looked there and I saw opportunities for states that needed a great listing agent to help them, attorneys who needed somebody to help them with their clients. And so that became a business. I was there for a week and then a whole month. And I wrote my business plan and I started April 1st of 2000 and uh, wow, let me think through, 2019, uh, and I'm up through COVID, March 2020, 2020 right, um, is when I uh, ended up about 28 pending escrows and closed. So this is the technique I use. I'm going to walk you through today the techniques I used. At any time, feel free to jump in, ask a question, either on the um, Zoom call, for sure, and uh, for uh, the um, social media as well. Let me just fix something. Oops, let me fix something real quick. Technical difficulty. Hold on one second. I'm going to move this over here so I can see it. I'll go back to here. Oops, no, I don't want to do that. I want to, nope, I don't want to do that. Sorry about that. This is what happens if you have an amateur uh, uh, producer, namely me. Um, okay, so first question how do you prepare for court? That's a great question. Hold on to that, Joanne. I'm going to, I want to get there and make sure I answer that question. Um, but uh, I think I'm going to cover that. So here's what I'm going to say. On all of my classes I teach, I always have these premise. You have to do the hard work. You have to be consistent. You have to follow up on leads. You have to learn and improve. There's no shortcut to that. People often think of probate as a shortcut to getting business. It's not. 
It's a tactic, a strategy, a system, a process that if you work it hard consistently, you follow up and you work and improve on it, you can make a lot of money on it. That's what I'm here to tell you. And so this is me. I've been in real estate since 1986. I'm a broker. I was, I've been in mortgage and real estate. I've been an agent, manager, and owner of businesses along the way. I've taken a lot of probate certifications. I think five I can identify. Um, by far the best was alltheleads.com. Um, and I did a lot of research. I bought books. I actually have the, the probate code book. It's expensive at $99 on Amazon. But you know what? Uh, it was worth it. I've made thousands of dollars just in commissions on going to court because I have that book and I bring it with me whenever I go. And I can say that I've seen more current confirmation sales in Los Angeles County over the last two years than any agent, than any attorney or any judge. I used to go every day when I started and I would see at least one a day. I'd average about uh, maybe seven a week. So just in the first year and a half, I saw over three, 400 sales. Nobody has seen that many live in that time period. So I saw things. I saw even the best realtors make fundamental errors I could figure out by being there and by watching more than anybody learn things that nobody else knew. So again, the fundamentals are your mindset comes before money. Anytime you have a transformation of your business, you got to start with your mindset before you get into the tactics. Uh, and I would, I would refer you to the Zig Ziglar water pump story about a mindset. Um, there's only two things you can use to generate business. That's time and or money. So you can buy leads or buy marketing, but, and, or you can put time in. That's all you have is a choice. Real estate's a contact business and it's a numbers game. And so what I'm gonna teach you is the numbers game of the court system. Your comfort is how can I help you when we go to court or any of the 11 methods I teach is about how you help people. And then you wanna be a solution of all things real estate to your prospects. Title is the problem, probate's the solution. Too often real estate agents see a problem file and they wanna run from it. Whereas really what we'll do is we're looking for problems because if we solve them, we get paid. Uh, and then what's title look like? Just a real recap, I've said this a few times before. Grandma left me a property or my siblings and I are fighting over property that my parents left us or the property is supposed to be in a trust and it wasn't, or we started a probate and got stuck. And the solutions, those are all great leads because grandma left the property, solution is to go through probate, help them with the process, find a good vendor, help them raise money for the expenses. My siblings and I are fighting, get a good attorney, get a litigation specialist, not a regular probate attorney, not a regular civil attorney, a specialist in probate litigation. The property is supposed to be in a trust. Well, there's a process for that, you can get an attorney and put it back in the trust. It's called a Hegstead petition. There's other options as well. And lastly, we started a probate, got stuck, helped them finish the probate. That's part of the process of being a professional is to help them through those solutions. So those are all examples of deals that might look like problems that we can make available to us as solutions that become deals. And so you can learn all the possible answers or you can come to an expert and, and feel free to reach me anytime and I can help you. Okay, so 11 ways to get probate sales. So let me just go back real quick and answer a couple of questions. How do you prepare for court? And we'll talk about that in just a second. Um, and then the probate class you've attended, does CAR recognize these certifications? No. CAR has a class that they sell basically in a certification done by Paul Horn. He is the most prolific uh, probate attorney in Los Angeles, does the most cases, uh, and knows the probate law process. I don't know that he knows how to get business as a real estate agent or investor as much as he does as an attorney. So in that way, it leaves something for real estate agents or investors to take it. 
but he does explain the probate process well. And then you get a certification that when you say this car recognize it, it doesn't mean much. I mean, the real value is the education. Now attorneys get certifications, even though they don't have to have it to practice in those subsets, but they seem to value having a certification. So on my basic email, I put one of them. I don't put all five, I think that would be a bit much. Okay, let me get probate sale. So we're gonna talk about courthouse farming today. Now I use that term specifically because many real estate agents think of farming. What's farming? Who here on the call has a real estate residential farm that you farm regularly, say I, or unmute yourself and, and offer up a, an example. Anybody here work a real estate farm? No, not seeing anybody? That's hard yes. Yeah, who is that? Uh, William. Uh, William Elkins, where's your farm at? Uh, South LA, um, certain pockets um, of certain neighborhoods. So um, it can be, you know, a couple of blocks. Uh, I try to just narrow it down instead mm -hmm. of just picking one zip code, mm -hmm. pick a neighborhood within that zip code. So absolutely, absolutely. Okay, good. So you have a geographic area that you work at regularly? Yes, sir. Okay. So all I'm talking about is make the courthouse your farm, right? The classic real estate farming technique is you take enough houses you can door knock each about every 90 days. If you do 100 a day, 20 days a month, 60 in a 90 day period, 60 times 100 is 6,000. So you get a square block or rectangle, about 6,000 houses. And you go from one end to the other and you go back to the beginning and hit them all every 90 days or so. And then you might postcard the ones that you've met and social media geographically in that area. That's what, and, and you might uh, call them on the phone in that area. That's what you would call geo farming, right? Or ge a, a standard residential real estate farming. Drop off flyers at the door or door hangers or whatever. Uh, that's the classic real estate marketing technique. So I'm gonna use the same term. And so how do you get hit by a car? If you said to me, Bill, I wanna, commit suicide by getting hit by a car, what would you do? You would stand in traffic, right? You go to the 10 freeway at rush hour, somebody's bound to hit you. Well, as a real estate agent looking for probate leads and information, where would you get hit by that car? At the probate courthouse. Now I was lucky in that I lived 30 minutes, only 30 minutes from Los Angeles County. In LA County about five years ago, six years ago, moved probate from various regional courts all into, I would say 99% into one courthouse, downtown LA at the Stanley Mosque Superior Courthouse. So they're all in one place. That would be like being a college guy and all the sororities were in one house. Like what's easier than that? Where would you go on a Friday or Saturday night if you're looking for action, right? So for me, every day I went to court. And so to answer your question, Joanne, I wanted to get referrals from attorneys, so I had to look like an attorney. Now, I had an advantage of older, gray hair. I um, wear glasses. I think you know, attorneys skew older. Um, I wore a suit, dark suit, white shirt, silk tie, Brooks Brothers, to look like a higher, uh, higher value attorney, higher price attorney. I had a particular type of briefcase uh, in the corner, but had like a handle, because I saw a lot of attorneys you know, we had briefcases, some of the shoulders, some carried, some wheeled them in. I know that attorneys, when they have court, bring a heavier briefcase because of all the files in them. I thought, 
well, I'll have one of those. It looks like I'm busy every day. That's the look I wanted. When I started, the only thing in my briefcase was my coffee mug or lunch or keys and wallet or sunglasses. But, you know, uh, I didn't tell people that because that was my costume, right? That was my uniform. Maybe that's a better word, uniform. Because when I put it on, I felt like it was game time. When people saw me, I looked serious. Now, Cornell County started then at 8.30. So I would get there at 7.45 and buy a cup of coffee. My goal was to be at the main intersection of the two main uh, hallways on the second floor at 7.45 with a cup of coffee, ready to go. And then from 7.45 to about 8.30, I would just try to bump into and meet people. And then at 8.30, I'd go into court and watch the proceedings to learn and look for leads. So that's how I prepared, Joanne. I think hopefully that answered your question. But I, I did it five days a week, Monday through Friday for a year until COVID closed down the courts. So we're in the meet the people business. So what was my job? My job was to meet people there and to meet who I meet. Families that were losing property in disputes or trying to get property passed in, in, into probate. Uh, real estate agents, investors, attorneys. And so I was just meeting people and it got to a point where I, I learned so much, I started hosting a meetup at the court a couple of days a week to meet additional investors, wholesalers, some realtors. So I would meet three or four people. Now you might say, well, Bill, why would you, if you're a realtor, meet other realtors? And it's the same reason why I do this phone call. One reason why is we realtors work together we find deals we can't handle and share them, whether geographically too far apart or maybe it's the type of product we're not familiar with. Another reason why is imagine I'm sitting outside the courthouse in the hallway and I have two or three people taking my class or me maybe instructing them what's happening in the court. If you walk by and you're an attorney and you see me two or three days a week teaching a small group about the court, what do you think about me? <laughs> Anybody? You're the you, know what, you know what you're doing. I know what I'm doing. I uniquely know what I'm doing. And, and part, of the, part of it was attitude. I would get people who'd walk up to me and say, excuse me, but you know where Department Blankly Blank is? Because I looked like I knew what I was doing. So I kept on my phone a link to all the rooms in the department so I could say, oh yeah, Department 62 is in room 36 on the third floor. And turns out, wow, you really know this building. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I also have it on my phone. It's not a magic trick or anything, right? But, but I wanted to master the courthouse. I wanted to know everything it was to know to be the expert because I was in the meet the people business. So I would tell you this, I would watch court proceedings. And that meant in person, it also meant online. So in person, I would go and watch uh, the proceedings. Uh, Pre-COVID, now different story now with COVID in some courts, in other courts you can. I have people on this call who are in San Bernardino. I had somebody, an agent call me who went into court in San Bernardino was amazed at what she learned, the process she figured out. She met an attorney while she was there. So if you're in other counties, I don't know Orange County, uh, Winston, but you know I imagine it's not as closed down as Los Angeles County. Maybe it is, I don't know. Some counties are, some aren't. Other states not as locked down. So again, if I wanted to build a probate business, I at least would go to court daily to figure out what's going on there to, to put a plan together 
on how often I should be there and at what days and what times. And one of the things I would say is there's no substitute for seeing things in person. There's no substitute at all. Uh, and as a result, I, judges saw me there probably, you know, there's nine departments with a judge each, and I was in each one of them probably once every other week. And then when I started doing business, they would see me again. So they would see me, you know, every other week, once a week. Like, they, I'm sure in the beginning, like, well, who the hell is this guy? He dresses like an attorney. And I conduct him. I, and here's a trick. I learned to conduct myself as an attorney in the proceedings. How do you think I did that? Anybody want to guess? How did I learn how to conduct myself as an attorney? Because I watched it happening over and over again. So little things like when you dress the, the judge, it's called dressing the court, you start off with your honor. Your honor, my name is Bill Gross. That tells the judge, you know the game, you know the rules. You stand up, you don't talk to the court. Now, again, COVID's different now. You can sit down while you uh, talk to court and during COVID rules, different story. But during normal times, when you talk to the judge, you stand up out of respect. You stand up, Your Honor, I'm Bill Gross, I'm with the XP Realty, blah, 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 blah. Whatever you have to say. Always starting off with Your Honor. Good morning, Your Honor. Always show them respect from the beginning. How did I learn that? I watched the court. Be prepared. How did I learn that? Watch the court. I would see some realtors had a net sheet and some didn't. One, five times a judge would say, well, how much are you netting from this? I learned if I always have a net sheet ready to go, I look prepared. How do I learn that? By watching. And we're watching online. So I would say to you that online is great. If you're an agent representing a buyer or a seller today, and the only way that you can access it's online, great, better than nothing. Video, better than nothing. But if you can go there, you're going to learn things you're just not going to see without being there in person. So that's in person. And of course, today we have online. Uh, some Restrictions have Zoom or Microsoft Teams or the equivalent online service. Now, I sold a house a year later, the, uh, the clients are fighting and I get called as a witness. And so um, uh, I had to testify as a witness in court via a video, via Microsoft Teams, right? So that's the equivalent of going to court. If I'm gonna do that, I'm gonna do it at the highest level. It happened, it was scheduled while I was on Kind of a business trip slash vacation in Florida. Officially, it's a business trip, but the IRS asks. But I brought with me not just my laptop, I brought my higher end video camera. I brought a stand so the camera's at the right height. I brought a suit and tie and coat and wore them. So when I was being asked to testify, I looked as good as anybody does in video. So the judges and the attorneys both see I'm a pro. And guess what? The next day, one of those two attorneys called me with a lead. Maybe a coincidence. I think not. Because I play at the highest level. Joanne, you have your hand up. Yes, I do. In addition to the net sheet that you take to court, what else do you take? Great question. Uh, prelim, contract. Um, you know, uh, there's printouts of the court documents that, you know, are the proceedings you're about to go into, the probate notes. Uh, and I look at the notes ahead of time, anticipating what problems may come up. But those are the main ones. Always have a net sheet, always have a prelim, always have the contract. Because they ask questions about the contract, you should know you're the agent. And uh, the net sheet's how much money, and they want to know that you know that. 
And it should be accurate because if you are wrong, you're going to cause your customer problem one side or the other. Okay. Um, Mark Pedroza, we've yet to meet face to face. That is true. We should solve that problem sometime. <coughs> okay. So that's meeting in uh, join. I asked your question. We're good. Um, yes. Oh, well, I also have another question. I usually I have a slew of questions. So, so you walk into court and do you wait until the case number is called and then you, you, you stand up and you introduce yourself, your honor, my name is Bill Gross. Um, is that the procedure? So obviously it changed a little bit by jurisdiction in LA County. Uh, and of course, change with COVID. But basically what happens is there's a 8.30 calendar, a 9.30 calendar. So sales are normally done on the 9.30 calendar. So you wait outside till the 8.30 work is done. And there's a sheriff who usually come out and ask who's here for the 9.30 calendar. On the wall, there's a list of the upcoming cases. And by each name of the case and the case number, there's a number, 001, 002, 003. So you want to look and see, well, which case are we going to be on the 930 calendar? Because that's the order we're going to call them in generally. Some judges want to do the sales first to get them out of the courtroom for safety reasons. Some want to do them last for whatever reason. So they're all, and they're all a little different. Every judge has their own way of running their, their little world. Uh, but basically you would uh, be called in by the, and normally the sheriff will ask are the overbidders, who are the attorney, or who are the agents, Sometimes there's a lot of people that have special rules to limit how many people go in the room. So it varies a little bit, especially now with COVID. Um, but in general, uh, when the 930 cases are called, everybody goes in the room and sits down and you're able to watch the proceedings from there. Okay. Okay, that answers um, a question. Thank you. Uh -huh. um, Mark Pedroza, are you talking about court confirmation? Well, yeah, I am talking about court confirmation, but I'm, I was also going into court in those days every day. Not just, I was looking for court confirmation, uh, you know, that there might be 20 matters, one of which is court confirmation, but there are 19 other matters as well that I would see other attorneys on in other cases and learn about court. I would learn about the probate process and what judges would do and would not do. So, um, yeah, I'm talking about going to court. Today, though, you can only go to court in LA County if you're participating in a sale or a court case, if you're a witness, I guess, or a party, but you can't just go and watch in LA County, in other counties you can. Bernadette asked, do you order a prelim? Normally get a free preliminary profile. I can't get a preliminary total open escrow. Well, again, this is at court confirmation, I would bring a preliminary title report. So this property has already been in escrow and we have a title report at that point, obviously, because we're, we have a buyer who not only is in escrow, but the buyer's waived all contingencies, including reviewing the title report. Okay, so next, hallways. Now, again, we're real estate agents. We're in the meet the people business. So I got there early on purpose. Why? Because other people might drive from Orange County or Riverside and get there a half hour early. I'm their new best friend. I'm there to talk to them. I'm there to meet them, introduce myself. My goal was to meet one and a half people a day get name, address, phone number, and email, and permission to stay in touch with them. I'd want to get eight every week. That was my goal. Jacques, I see your hands up. So I guess I'm a little confused. I, I, I get at first you went just to learn. Um, but besides going to learn, were you going to pick up deals? Were you going to yeah. buy properties? 
Well, I was going to uh, learn. I was going to buy properties. I was also looking for leads. You'd be in a court hearing. You'd see a petitioner without an attorney struggling against another objector. And I would meet them in the hallway. Hey, I know a good attorney that can help you with that matter. Uh, or I'd be in the research room. I'll talk about a little bit. And they would, I would sit next to somebody who was on the computer and have problems with how to get certain documents. I'd help them find out they're an attorney or they're a paralegal or they're an uh, investor or they're a, a homeowner or they're a participant in probate. So again, my point is we're in the meet the people business, right? Everybody we meet either is gonna buy a house, sell a house or know somebody who does. That's the main point I'm trying to make. But in court, you also have a chance to meet attorneys. Some attorneys, I would see them operate and say, well, I don't wanna work with that guy. I mean, I'm not gonna mail him cards and try to get his business. He's an idiot. Right. Other ones were really good, but I also saw they were very tied in with realtors based on lifetime relationships. Well, I'm not gonna spend that much time trying to break that up. That's, a, that's like a marriage almost trying to break up a relationship like that. But I wanna be around them and be gracious, but not market them. Have them wonder why I wasn't. And other people who seem to not have, maybe they let the estate pick the uh, realtor or the realtor they're working with was weak. And I'd research and find out, oh, well, that's his girlfriend. That's why he does business with him. I can't help with that. But other times I'd call the attorney and say, hey, I notice your case and you didn't have this, this, and this. This is what I do for my realtor clients. I mean, my attorney clients. At the court sale, I'll be in the hallway looking for the overbidders. I'll check their cashier's check for you. I'll make sure they're qualified. I'll talk to them and help handle the situation. You need to do that. That's what I'm getting paid for, for example. I know the rules. I know I can't charge 8% commission on a probate just because the family's stupid. I know I'm limited to 5% in the county on a, on a court confirmation sale. Does that answer your question, Jacques? Yes, and one follow-up question. When you went to go buy properties, I mean, how can you vet all the properties? You know, how can you vet them to buy them. I mean, you have to have, you know, you have to have some good information before you buy a property sight unseen. Well, sometimes you would, I would see the upcoming sale, you know, they post them a week. I mean, I'm sorry, a month ahead of time. So I see the postings and then if I was interested, I might drive the property. I might, sometimes you can go see the property. Technically they're supposed to let you in the property unless they can't get in. So sometimes I would do showings or I'd go in myself and look at the property. So there's different Got choices. It. Some of them were teardowns. It doesn't matter what's inside. We're going to tear it down anyhow. Right. Understood. Thank you. Sure. Mark, I saw in pro per, I'm not sure what you're referring to. Mark Pedroza. In pro per. Okay. I'm not sure what that means, but okay. So one of the ways that I would get business would be to bump into people in the hallways. Again, real estate's a contact business. It's a numbers game. And I would try to meet two people every day. I didn't do it every day, but I would try to meet two new people every day that I could be in contact with. And then also in LA County is the research room. And I was on the fourth floor. And that's where you go to file documents, get pre-COVID or computers. They had research that you couldn't get at home where you could pull up certain documents you couldn't see unless you're at court um, or it's just convenient to do it there. So for me, any research I do online, I would try to do it at court because it gave me an excuse to sit there in the courtroom's research room and I had a cup of coffee and I would sit there and do my work. And uh, if I had an appointment, let's say, uh, like I'm, you know, I live in West LA and uh, court's downtown and maybe I'm done 
and it's 10.30, my next appointment's not till 12 in the Valley, I might hang out in court for an extra half hour, 45 minutes. So I'd sit in the research room and, and just be around people who'd walk up. I met one of the top attorneys in LA, just sitting in there and he asked me what I was doing. And you know, we started talking, I haven't got any business from him yet, but we've talked to a couple of deals, I showed him a couple of properties. So being in the research room is very valuable. Look for attorneys, different case files and see if they need assistance with their files. Yes. Oh, I see. So um, look for attorneys that have different case files and see if they need assistance with files. I'm not sure what that means, um, Mark. Okay. Um, and then clerks. So often, Mark, see your hand raised. Yeah, so what I meant by in pro per, this is where the personal rep is representing themselves mm -hmm. in court. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's what you meant earlier, your conversation earlier. Yeah, sometimes I would see people who are representing themselves, those are pro per. Right. Um, and uh, uh, I would, that, was, that was a great way to, if, if they were doing well, that's one thing, but most of them struggle. Yeah. Most of them can file the court and get to a certain point and then it gets stuck in the mud. The counting is very particular and some of the filings are particular and they would need some help and I'd try to find a way to help them with that. Yeah, and the other the other thing I, I put down was yeah, there's attorneys that you know represent different estates. I mean, in different counties. I'm sure maybe you have a yep. attorney in LA who's also representing clients in San Bernardino and Orange counties. Yeah, I'll just you know ask. Uh, well, I don't know how you would do it. I haven't done it yet, but maybe the attorney needs assistance with that that file in San Bernardino or Orange County. Um, Maybe run copies for them, or, you know, do something, you know, to, to help them with their business. But yeah, you're not I mean, doing legal work at the same time. That's what you've got to be careful. Well, you know, I used to offer to attorneys, I'll get back when we needed certified copies of the order. Now we don't need them anymore. Uh, but I used to go to court and I would stand in line and get it and, and build a file. And, uh, but, and, and I remember seeing an attorney uh, in line, you know, behind me saying, hey, Bill, how come you're in line? I said, well, number one, I'm here to get whatever you need for you. Uh, you're not working with me. You should be. That's. I'd be glad to help you this time. You know, for no charge. But second of all, the other reason I'm here is I get a chance to talk to you. If I'm back in my office, I don't have any attorneys that can refer me to probate cases. But I'm standing in line. I meet attorneys. Again, it's just <laughs> I, if you want to get hit by a car, where do you stand? You stand in traffic. And one place to stand in traffic is where attorneys go to get their documents. So that was just a regular process, a regular benefit of being involved. Uh, in court. So the clerk's another one. Now, I think sometimes um, I'll hear uh, coaching companies talk about uh, how easy it is to meet the clerk and call them and ask them for questions. Let me tell you, in LA, uh, unless somebody has a different experience, uh, I don't believe you're going to get any help on the phone from them and you're not going to meet them in person and be able to, uh, to get any assistance from them. They're just not, they're, they're government employees. Uh, they might tell you they're overworked and underpaid, but whatever, uh, they're not, in my experience, going to give you that extra help. In other counties and other states, that might be the case, and I would meet the clerks. But I'll tell you what is true is the judicial clerks, the clerks in the courtroom that help a particular judge, those people I would always show respect to, treat them properly, follow the rules, make sure they see me following the rules, because they're the ones that get your documents signed by the judge or not, uh, or they can. there's all kinds of things they can do to help you. So I would definitely say that when you're in the courthouse, uh, the sheriff's is another one. I've seen people, you know, uh, told by the sheriff's to leave the room because you, you're not supposed to be texting in the courtroom. 
Well, one of the things I did was I had my computer, I was following the cases in my, my iPad. And so when somebody went up and talked about a case, I'd pull up the case notes, I would see it and I'd take notes on the case. That's technically allowed. Texting's not. Now I've seen people just be told by the judge, by the sheriff, you can't text, you gotta you know, take that out of there. But I knew the sheriffs, they knew I knew the rules. So they cut me some slack. I don't wanna say they allowed me to text, but I wanna say they, they didn't give me a problem as much as they seem to give other people's problems because I was there, I said hello to them. At Christmas time, I would give them, or holiday time, I'd give them uh, gifts. I brought little Starbucks cards one year, I brought candy one time, right? Different things you give people that you wanna earn a relationship with. And of course it has to be appropriate because you can't be bribing employees, but it's just something nice that said, I, re I respect you, I appreciate you. Okay, so those are the clerks. Vendors, there are people in court who all they do is work in the courthouse to get business. The bond reps, now I'll tell you, I never had any luck with them. Uh, but there's an example of people who go to court regularly, the runners, the guys who are running every day from major law firms, documents into the courthouse, getting them filed, dropping them off with judges, picking them up in the courthouse. You wanna meet those people. They, they can tell you what's going on. They can tell you where the information is. They can tell you where the problems are. They can tell you who's changing law firms. Your client might, I've had it happen. Attorneys change from one law firm into another. How would I know that unless I'm talking to them? Sometimes the runner would tell me. So the vendors would be another source of business in the courthouse. And the, uh, I'll say the other vendor that I would say is really important in LA County was there's a coffee shop right there in the main area by the juror room on the second floor. Uh, I always tip those employees. I buy a cup of coffee for two and a half bucks and give them three bucks. It wasn't a lot of money. I'll give them an extra dollar maybe. But they knew I always tipped them. They knew I was always polite. Why? Because when I needed something, they jumped on. If I needed something, one day I needed a, some copies, I needed something emailed in a weird situation, they would roll up the red carpet. And I've had attorneys say, wow, they really take care of you. Yeah, that's a relationship I build. When you work with me, you don't just get me, you get all the people that I touch or on my team, including the lady who runs the uh, coffee shop, gift shop on the, on the second floor at the Moss Courthouse. That's part of the benefit of working with a professional as opposed to the average agent. So I would say all those vendors then become sources of business for you. So wrap up, we talked about there's a number of different ways to get business, there's 11 in total. And today we talked about one of them, number seven in my numbering system, courthouse farming. How do you get hit by a car? You stand in traffic. Uh, we're in the meet the people business. Uh, I would watch the court proceedings in court or online. Um, I would hang out in the hallways at every opportunity to meet people. I'd walk up and introduce myself to people all the time. Hi, I'm Bill Gross. I'm a real estate broker. Uh, I don't think we've met before. I would act surprised. We haven't met before. Uh, research room, uh, clerks, vendors. Right, and another one I would say is in mosque on the top floor is the lunchroom. Now, on one hand, you might say, well, it's like an old style cafeteria, the food subpar. I just went for a cup of coffee and maybe a granola bar. But the view is amazing. And there's a million people up there, attorneys and real estate investors, people working on deals. So I'd always try to find time to go up there and hang out a little bit and see who was there, be seen a little bit, right? Oh, people see them working there regularly. So whenever I went to court, I made sure I walked the entire second floor hallway. I walked the entire sixth floor hallway. I went to the research room and I went to the top, the lunchroom on top. And so if you're in court that day, odds were, unless you're in a courtroom, if you're outside at all, odds are I saw you. 
And that's how I ran my business. I did that for well over a year and built a tremendous business as a result. Okay, so that's my material on um, uh, getting business by going to court. And I think this is one I'm, I think I'm unique in this particular process. Uh, not to say other people don't do some of it, but I don't think anybody did it as intensely as I did or the results that I did. So I'm glad to answer questions. Jacques, your hands up. I'm not real clear on what the research room and what you do there is. Okay, so again, think of it. I mean, this is a little graphic, but when I was in college, uh, there was only one thing on my mind 24 seven. What do you think it was? Girls. There you go. So if you wanted, <laughs> if you're a college guy and you want to meet girls, where might you go to meet girls? Like what would be the perfect place to go? Sororities. Sorority house. So if ever a girl invited you to dinner at the sorority house, what would you say? Yes. Of course. Sure. So imagine my, my, the research room is kind of like a sorority house. Who's in there? My best There's, friend was a busboy at a sorority house. There you go. <laughs> there you go. So um, uh, in the research room, you'd find attorneys. Am I looking to meet attorneys? Yes. Yes. Well, let me ask you this. Who's in the research room? The only people that are doing something on it's a probate research room, just for what it's worth. All that's happening is related to probate, right? You're either filing documents, you're getting documents, you're researching documents. That's all that's happening in there. There's four little um, cubicles with computer screens, and there's like four or five desks where you go into your documents and talk to somebody. Who do you think is going in that room? The janitor goes in, okay, the janitor. But besides the janitor, who else goes in that room, do you think, in the course of a day? Anybody? Paralegals, researchers. Legal researchers? Paralegals? Attorneys? Right, if you're an attorney and you're in a court case, you need a document, you want it right away, where are you gonna go? Maybe you have a laptop with you, maybe you have it on your phone, or you might you go to the research room together, right? If you're a, a pro per, you're representing yourself in a probate, you're a family member passed and you're trying to resolve the property. Where are you going to do research at court? Where are you going to follow documents in court at the research room? That's where I was. I'm there just looking good. Come on, look at me. Look at this. <laughs> I was dressed in a nice suit, tie, cup of coffee, relaxed. Yeah, I can help you. Oh, you have a question with that? Yeah, I'm Mr. Johnny on the spot. So, I, I mean, I'm making fun of it, but really it was fun. But I think, again, it gets down to, and people would say, wow, that's a lot of work. Yeah, I did it every day. I did every day for a year, but you know what? I got a lot of business. How much did I get from the research room? I don't know. Some people I saw downstairs in the research room. Some people I saw in the research room and downstairs and online, and I cold called them and I mailed them something. It all adds up, but that was part of the process for me. So can I interject? Um, similar to that, in auctions, I, I would hang out at the court on a Friday in New York. And what I've learned from there is the process. I learned the bidders. I learned who bid on what. And yeah. I also got cards from funders, from, you know, hard lenders and on and on. So uh -huh. being in the court and learning is essential. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, look, Mark, Mark Pedroza makes a point that in his county, Yellow County, I think the city is Woodland, the probate and divorce and restraining orders and other things are on the same room. Okay. So uh, maybe not as, maybe not as productive for you. I don't know. 
or maybe you also work divorce attorneys and you also work other attorneys that have to sell property. I don't know. But what I do know is, you know, I'm in the meet the people business. So if there's people there, I want to meet them anyhow, whether or not they're probate or not. But if they're all probate, of course I want to be there. Like again, to use examples, shorty houses. The shorty houses had a couple, you know, servers that were male. I wasn't interested in them. The story houses had the older ladies who watched the young girls and, and whatever you call the house mothers, whatever. I was interested in them. Okay, it wasn't all young sorority girls, but I didn't let that stop me from going to the sorority house, right? But you got to focus on your results. And I think that you got to focus on your own results. Uh, Bernard asked, can you go still go online to watch court procedure? If you can, how do you register? So the answer is yes. Um, you know, Bernard, I, I, I would say if you want to watch online, it's expensive. I think it's $18 to watch a, a, a as a witness, that's what I paid. Um, and when I've gone online a couple of times, I had customers go online. Um, but the easy way is find a case, uh, contact the attorney and see if they're okay with you coming in uh, to watch. Usually just as, a, as an assistant or as a helper, they'll let you, you, you don't need any reason to be there. But if there's an attorney that you're working with in your business, I would ask them. That's what I did the first time to feel more comfortable. With COVID, it, uh, I'm sure it was hard to meet others because everything was virtual. Yes, it was much harder. Uh, that's why, frankly, uh, I'm not sure this Shimon, is Shimon. Uh, that's why I started these Zoom calls a year and a half ago because I couldn't go to court anymore. And so I substituted online group calls for my prospecting every day. And frankly, it's been better, but um, I would still go to court if it was open up. I enjoyed it. It was really kind of fun uh, and special. And I would say, most people won't do it. You know, it, it's hard work, uh, but it pays off. Well, that's exactly what I'm looking for. Okay, any other questions? Any questions? Nothing in the Zoom chat box. Nothing in our online. I see people watching on YouTube, which is great. But I don't see anybody asking any questions. So um, I think we'll wrap up here. Um, so today we covered number seven of the 11 ways to get a sale or listing in probate real estate. And we'll continue that next week. We do it every Thursday at four o'clock, uh, probateweekly.com. If you register, we'll send out to you an email with a link to the video. Uh, and then the next couple of weeks, I actually have a couple of attorneys lined up to talk about kind of from their perspective, how they get business, how they work with real estate agents, what they like, what they don't like. Um, how do you find the case? So um, I, think, I think that you, um, uh, subscribe to data. Uh, there's different sources on my website, thelaprobateexpert.com. Uh, on the far right, I have probate resources and data. Uh, and basically, you can just subscribe to one of those sources and you'll get cases and attorneys and see if there's somebody that you recognize. You might want to just Google search probate attorneys in your area, see if there's somebody that pops up that you might know. Uh, that's the best way to start is to find somebody who can kind of be your, your temporary teacher, I think, is what I'd recommend. Um, and waiting for that, attorney interviews. Okay, well, Mark, I did a couple already, but we have a couple more coming up. Um, I do believe I interviewed uh, Shadi uh, from Orange County uh, a couple months ago. She's gonna come on again next week. And then I have, um, I had uh, Jeff uh, Condon on recently. So I try to mix in some attorney interviews as well. I think people like that. And then uh, uh, Shimon says, you can find court, uh, cases in the newspapers. That's true, the court filings. Uh, you can even Google search probate court sale, Essential County, and there'll be different listings of, of upcoming sales and filings of probate cases, if that's what you wanna do.
Okay, I think that's everything I meant to cover today. I don't see any questions in the chat box. I don't see any other um, in the social media. I really appreciate you guys participating today. Uh, let's see, who, who won the question of the uh, uh, week this week? I want to say it was Joanne Stevens started earlier. So Joanne, I'm going to send you a link. And as a result, you get the priceless Probate Weekly coffee mug and your choice of my name or yours on the back. Just kidding. Your own name on the back of a coffee mug. So I'll send you a link for the information on that. Thank you for everybody who participated. And, and remember, everybody, real estate is a participation business. It's a service business. So participate. Turn, turn on the camera. Ask questions. Offer insights. I really appreciate all those you helped today. Mark Pedroza, as always, and William, always appreciate your help, and Winston participating. Of course, Joanne gets the prize for the question of the week. We had a big vote on that, by the way, you guys saw the vote on that. It's very formal and structured. I'll come back next week and maybe you have a chance to win the coffee mug as well. So I do this every week, Thursday, 4 p.m., probateweekly.com. Thanks for being on today. If you have questions afterwards and hit the social media question box, I'll respond to almost all of them, I believe. Uh, that's my intention to make this a great week. If I can help you, please reach out, call, text, or email. Make it a powerful week. Thank you so much.